Gunner, what's going on? Now that I'm uh, reading too much about the war on Twitter. That's my new hobby. Mm. Yeah, you need to do less of that. I agree. I agree. Maybe I yeah. need to. I should get out more, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are some good ways to get outside? Yeah. So uh, here's something Here's something I realized. Did you know, Dave, that, uh, that uh, garage door openers, that mm-hmm. uh, they make them small now? Yeah, I didn't know that. They make them tiny, like uh, yeah. like the size of a matchbox, or like a like a car key fob. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, and in fact, hanging on the on the keychain. And so, uh, for various reasons, sometimes I, I don't want to leave out my front door. Sometimes I want to leave out out the garage side of my house. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, so now I have a, a garage door opener that fits on a keychain. I can keep it in my backpack or whatever. And uh, if I want to go take a bike ride, if I want to walk, mm-hmm. I can just uh, I can I can come in and out. Uh, through the garage now, through through the gate, which is great. Yeah, yeah, that should have been invented a long time ago. I agree. I agree. These things are yeah. cheap. They're affordable, and uh, I'm just it's it's a pleasure to use every time. It's yeah. great. What took so long? What yeah. did take so long? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you what. I uh, I probably need one of them after I tell mm-hmm. you what I've been up to. Oh um, yeah. Tell in me. order to get out of the house of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did did you? Well, you're not an Uber fan, and and you probably haven't used Uber or Lyft in a long time, given right. the pandemic. True. Um, but there there's a way that you know you could you could actually get your Uber rating and get all the details about it, and um, you know instead of just like knowing what the number is, like four point three stars or something like that, and um, and how to improve your score. And I, it's Ooh. like, I was like, oh, interesting. I'll check it out. And then it's like, all, all right, I tried it. I downloaded my stuff. It was it was pretty easy. You know, a little bit of back and forth logging in. Then you get like a, a link to download a zip file. And then you open that up. And then it's a bunch of CSV files. And um, it's pretty interesting. Like, I, I forget what I have, like a 4.3 or a 4.6 or something. So that's me, right? Um, mm-hmm. But then it's like, I'm looking, it's like, some of these drivers, they gave me a one out of five. And I'm like, what did I do? This is me. (laughs) It's like, I'm like the nicest guy in the world. I'm (laughs) gentle, closing doors. And it's like, what, what did I do wrong? You know? So it it really, it it shook me to my core. Um, Do they, do they offer you verbatims? Like, do you get to, is there any, is the feedback any more sophisticated than just a one to five? It was, um, I forget what the exact things were of like, oh, well, this person was late or this person mm-hmm. was one thing or another or was mean or, you know, I think it was like to that level of detail. Mm-hmm. But I, I really couldn't, I was like, I couldn't correlate what the one was to, you know, it, and it's like, what what did I do wrong? And then, um, yeah. And then it's like, but okay, Uber, uh, we'll, we'll see. I'll try to do better. Um, and then, uh on the opposite side of the spectrum, I saw that you could download everything that Amazon knows about you. It's a very different experience. <laughs> Surprise. And so 
you basically it's like you do the same sort of handshake you log in you enter the, you get an email you click a thing you get back to a link and then and then you get to a web page but instead of having like one zip file that has like 15 files in it it is a web page of like 60 cf csv files where you have to like right click save as each one and and what did you and and what did you learn about yourself Nothing. I'm like, I'm not doing this. This is, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to, it's like, I wasn't, I lost interest. And that's probably like, you know, the, the, you know, the dark pattern, right. Of like, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't need to know if you want to know, you you can know if you want to know r- r- bad enough. Right. But yeah, they just add enough friction to, uh, yeah, make you not want to care as much. Huh? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think, have you tried the Google version of this? Uh, yes, I have. And, and, um, and it gives, it does a pretty good job of, uh, you know, letting you pause things and pause it, you know, your YouTube history or your, you know, and, and I really have Google sort of dumbed down as much as possible, uh, for what I absolutely need to use it for. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's not terrible. Um, but you know, it's fine. I use a different search engine, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think the uh, the thing I like about Google is that they make it actually very easy for you to uh, correct your demographics. Uh, so mm. they will make an educated guess about mm-hmm. things like age, location, race, mm-hmm. income, all that you know, all that marketing demographic stuff that they that they think is mm-hmm. delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually make it really easy to to make corrections on like things that I'm interested in, things that I am not interested in. Um, mm-hmm. I remember having a relatively pleasant uh kind of clicking opting in and opting out experience on uh, no i'm actually not that interested in uh whatever uh raspberry pi even though mm-hmm. you know a phenomenal amount of raspberry pi information passes through my browser each day i'm actually not that interested in it right and mm-hmm, let me mm-hmm. let me correct for that mm-hmm. um it's a, and i can understand why google would be incented to make sure that it's a, that its information was as accurate as possible um, yeah, altruism yeah that's right i mean they, they just want me to have a good time right mm-hmm Right. That's all. It's yeah. Improving your search experience. Um, yeah. 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 But on the good news side. Um, so do you, did you ever use Grammarly before? I did not. I know that, I know that some people are uh, passionate about this. Yes. And so I, I've been using, I've been a freeloader for the longest time. And um, what was interesting is that it's like, yeah, I don't need to really upgrade the premium because I'm like rocking it. I'm, I'm doing really well. It's correcting me. And it's really taken me from like, there are so many times before I was using Grammarly that like I would be moving fast, being under caffeinated and then type in emails that made absolutely no sense. Like it passed a spelling correction, right? But it was like, it it just didn't make any sense. Like I'm missing vowels right. uh, and missing verbs, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. um, but you, you add Grammarly in and it, it will help you there. Um, but then it's like, it's like, uh, instead of just the basic stuff that they were doing for the free model, they started slipping me some premium suggestions mm. that got me curious. And I'm like, Oh, interesting. And so I paid up for the premium version and it's like, all right, we'll we'll try it for a year. I could always cancel it. And it's amazing. It's like it really it will not just make you coherent, but it'll really tighten up what what you're trying to say. And hmm. there are 
preferences that you could set that it's like, oh, I want this to be informal or I want it to be uh, an email like level or it's like I want it to be like a PhD dissertation where I'm using $10 words and it will it will guide you in that direction and it goes out of its way to make you less and less verbose as well. Um, so it's it's been amazing. Like I did a, oh. yeah, I did a paper on it or I mean, I did a paper using it and it it was like, made it so much better. It was so much more readable when I was done with it. That's great. I could, I could, so I'm imagining there's like a, like a Hemingway slider, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Where you can go like Hemingway on one side and then like whatever, F. Scott Fitzgerald on the other, something like that. Right, right. Or David Foster yeah, Wallace, like, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, there's, and, and that's where you could, you know, you, you could do those, th- these preferences and it will basically do the weightings in a slightly different way in terms of the, it'll recommend some things more than others based on, mm-hmm. you know, like what your audience is and what form of communication you're doing. Um, it works with Gmail, Google Docs, um, highly endorsed. That's great. And so it's a, what a, bl- a browser plugin? Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 That's great. Yeah, try the free version and uh, see if you like it. And it will, uh, it's for me, it was, uh, I'm, I'm a much, I think I'm a better writer because of it. And, and it's, you know, not, you know, and a lot of it too, is that you become a better writer because you don't want to do the corrections. Right. And you sort of like, you train yourself to, to have better technique. And so it's, it's been very helpful. Nice. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I think I'll try that out. Yeah. But, uh, oh, and speaking of, of clever uses of things, um, here's what we got on tap for the show today. We, we're going to talk about clever uses of malware, cows, virtual reality, augmented reality, cryptocurrency, and the Denver Broncos. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like red meat. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So where, where should people go to pick up uh, a, a bag of uh, uh, keychain garage door openers? Yeah, so uh, your garage door opener recommendations can be found at dgshow.org. That's D as in Dave, G as in Gunner, show.org, and on Twitter at uh, mm-hmm. dgshow, D-O-T-O-R-G. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, cutting room floor, we got a, uh, a metal detector, um, uh, IoT project that can detect the level, make sure you're getting proper uh, dosages of, of metal in your music. Um, it'll detect it for you. And then... Um, you know, we're always on the lookout for um, uh, missile silos to live in uh, for some yes. reason. I don't know why. Um, but um, unfortunately, by the time I put it in here, they they pulled it off the market, but it's still on Zillow. You could check it out. Um, it was listed. Uh, it was an Atlas missile silo. Um, it was a real fixer upper, to be honest. Um, but it was a bargain at uh, $380,000. Um, get some property, too. And... Uh, then the last thing too is that you know you always hear about it's like oh well we did these randomized trials these people took a, a placebo and all that um, on Amazon you can actually buy a thing called Zevo, which is an official uh, placebo. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah, and it's uh, um, yeah twenty uh, forty five pills for t- uh, under twenty five dollars uh, and and uh, yeah it's it's uh, uh, honest placebo pills designed to help you create a safe experience on your path to well-being. Yeah, 
Well, it sounds like uh, it sounds like it would cure just about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you believe it, yeah, it certainly yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the the tagline for the uh, product is uh, "You are the active ingredient." <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, it. it's brilliant. And uh, but yeah, and and that's where um, I've heard studies too, where people even if they knew they were taking a placebo they would get a placebo effect. I don't know if you ever heard of that. No, that's interesting. Yeah. Just because they're like taking a pill and you know, they're, they're just like, Oh yeah, I'm doing this. And it's like, Oh, my back feels better. And it's like, I'm taking this, you know, even though they know it's just a sugar pill or whatever, uh silica gel or whatever's in that pill. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I'm surprised by that, but also uh, I actually do this with my seven year old. Yeah. This actually works. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Placebos. Placebos. Yeah. Yeah. And is uh on Amazon four point three out of five stars too. So it's a, <laughs> its rating is is as good, if not better, than mine. Uh <laughs> so you would think that if it was a scam or it's like people would send it back and say, Yeah, these placebos don't work, you know, and uh but it's like everybody is, you know, they're buying it with their eyes wide open and uh it's it's making a difference, it appears. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. It's good. Yeah. yeah so, so new fun malware thing I saw. Um, so this is on iOS. And um, so with this uh, really neat thing is that, you know how, like, you get malware on a device, and a lot of times it's just memory resident, and a reboot would clean it out, and you're you're in good shape. It's not, like, a, a persistent on, on your storage, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, this particular piece of malware will uh, fake out you doing a reboot. So it, it'll simulate a reboot. Um, so like on an iPhone, you know, like you press in the power button to power it off. Yeah. It will pop up. It, it will intercept that interrupt uh, for the power button and then launch an application that looks like the shutdown button. Huh. Yeah, and then you you do the slider to shut it down. Then it does a little spinny thing. And then the screen goes off, and um, but the um, the malware can actually uh, use the camera and the phone, and you know while it looks like it's being powered off, and then whenever you uh, hit the power on button again, uh, you'll see it spin and it's the Apple logo and everything, and it 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 looks like it's booting, but it's just um, it's it's all fake. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's really clever. So yeah. presumably, if I was going into a sensitive, uh, you know, business important business meeting, and as oh, everybody, please turn off your phones, I would go turn off my phone, think my phone was off, but in fact, my camera and my microphone were still enabled. Yep. Yep. Yikes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So enjoy that one. Um, <laughs> and then and then this one I saw, and I could have swore we talked about it. But I spent like a half hour searching our archives, but like maybe we did and maybe or maybe I was driven or it's like a a COVID memory or something that I'm having. But um, there are these uh, farmers in uh, I think it's in Turkey. Um, Yeah. And and I don't know if these are made in Russia or something, but um, this farmer got these like VR headsets for cows. And it increased uh, the milk production when the cows are wearing the VR headsets from 
22 liters to 27 liters a day. <laughs> That's great. I love that. I love that the the effect of this can be quantifiable in this way. Like, no, five five more liters of milk. What's there to mm-hmm. argue about? Of course, mm-hmm. this works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what they you know the the premise is like that. Well, it and it's this pasture that the cows are in instead of like being in a barn all hooked up to you know stuff and and this really you know small place. It's like oh, I'm in a field and and this is really great and let's, let's produce more milk. And, um, and, you know, because they say that, you know, happier cows produce, you know, more and better milk. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they're less stressed out. Um, they're, they get this emotional boost, but to me, so I'm like, a, yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, it sounds like a cow version of the matrix, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and, but to me, it's like, are they solving the underlying problem? Right? Or are they solving the underlying problem in a different way? Right? They're not fixing the problem. They're they're sort of masking it, right? Yes. Well, right. That, that, you're saying the cow should just be in a green pasture in the first place. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Although yeah. it's difficult to milk a cow in the middle of a pasture, I suppose. True. True. Well, you could have the cow wearing the VR headset in a pasture, and then you're set. Oh yeah, right. That and you could wear a, a VR headset of you milking a cow. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So like seeing like we talked a little while ago about the you know doing virtual reality workspaces, you know, as people are talking about the metaverse and the future of work and all that, would would you be more productive if, if you were wearing a VR headset of a pasture? Uh I would have to believe that I was in a pasture though, right? I don't know. I mean, you, you got your Windows 95 background that's like a pasture, right? And that was, that's and that is very relaxing. soothing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that is calming. Yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose I suppose we do these tricks all the time. Like, uh, you know, if you're working on something and you want to focus, you might put a little music on, you might mm-hmm. dim the lights, you might, uh, uh, you might, you might put a background on your computer that you enjoy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, uh, like the the fake uh, like ocean sounds to relax you and uh, yeah. you know, white noise or coffee shop and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, we're doing that already. We are. That's yeah. true. That's okay. True. Yeah, and then um, you know we we talked the other episode about uh, non fungible olive gardens. Yes. That's yeah. Right. So now there's a uh, a DAO, a decentralized. Uh, automated organization that um, they're, they're trying to raise $4 billion uh, to buy the Denver Broncos uh, using cryptocurrency. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, Do you suppose that the Denver Broncos would accept crypto cryptocurrency for a transaction like that? Yeah, they could probably sell it out, you know, or cash it out or, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it would work. You know, that it's like they raise a $4 billion you know, people put cash in, right? Mm-hmm. Up, they reach the, the the GoFundMe of four billion dollars. They write a check to the Denver Broncos, and then the people that that once they get ownership, the the Dow gets the ownership of the Denver Broncos. Um, the you know instead of having that cash, it the their ownership is some crypto asset that is the um, 
equivalent uh, proportional to the amount that they put in. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, perfect plan. No notes. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I I think it's plausible. Um, I th- yeah. No, I I think it is plausible. I think what I'm wondering is like why. Uh, this is also known as fundraising, right? This is mm-hmm. this is like why not? I mean, this is just private equity by other means, right? Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's it's like uh, yeah, like a GoFundMe, right? And mm-hmm. then you're and you know throw this cash in, and what you get back is a crypto token, and and then I guess the the interesting thing there is it like instead of buying shares of stock in a football team, uh, you know, you're, you're getting a cryptocurrency, um, instead of like, you know, uh, you know, a, a fraction or a number of coins of mm-hmm. Denver Bronco coins, and then you could trade them. Um, you could sell out if they're having a bad year or you think they're going to do bad or you could buy in and, um, yeah. And then I guess the payments, like the, um, you know, if you're a part owner of the team, maybe you get certain perks and, and maybe you get, um, uh, more um like a uh like cash payouts like if if they do make a really good television deal or something you know they they get some money and yeah it's just to me it's like a a cryptocurrency in in place of just using shares of stock and maybe a dividend yeah yeah right and it makes me wonder like why the bronco like if you could raise four billion dollars yeah surely you could do better than the broncos uh, yeah. Well, I, well, I think they're for sale. And then the other thing oh. is that Denver wants to be and uh, known as like the, like the Las Vegas of crypto, you know, like, like the crypto capital of the world. Uh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And so there's, you know, so there's some legislators and governors that are, that, you know, they're, they're hyping it up too of like, Oh, this will be great. Um, you, should, you know, so there, you know, so it is, it is, uh, passing smell tests, I get, I guess. I got you. I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Yeah. Good luck. Good luck to him. Yeah. More power to him. And maybe there could be an olive garden inside the, uh, the, uh, Bronco stadium. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, uh, you know, thinking about like optimizing ad experiences, um, you know how, like you got your, augmented reality, right? Where you wear these goggles and then you could walk down the street and then, um, you could, you know, uh, you know, you, uh, I walk up to you, it, it brings a pop-up window that says, Oh yeah, this is the last time. This is the thing we talked about last time. This is the last time we met. Um, this is what's going on with Soren. There's a refresher, right? Augmented reality. Um, but, um, it's also a great opportunity for optimizing your ad experience too right where right you could uh geolocate it so basically you could use augmented reality and cryptocurrencies to buy your own space in augmented reality so um instead of the meta space where it's like a a virtual piece of land you can actually buy uh, a latitude and longitude coordinate using a cryptocurrency, the well, Ethereum in this case, and then you own that uh, those geo coordinates. And um, the premise then is that once you own them, you could, you know, uh, people could walk down the street and if people are using that layer of, you know, augmented reality, you could put 
you know, signs in your yard favoring, you know, whatever Denver Broncos or your favorite politician or whatever, or advertisements. And, um, you know, the, the thing that the, the, uh, article talked about was like, Oh, well you can go down uh, Rodeo drive and it could be like all kind of Marvel characters because Marvel owns Rodeo drive. Right. Um, as, as you walk down. So it's, it's sort of like a, in the same way that, you know, like you, like if you use Waze and you're driving around and it would have like advertisements for like the local gas station or restaurant, um, it could be that sort of thing. I see. I see. So, uh, I'm imagining something like remember when you could buy a you could buy a star on a on a star registry, yes. right? Yes, it's that, but with uh, advertisement and zoning. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then the but the thing there is that you know, do you own your the address of your house, right? Or you know, or can you buy 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and put whatever you want there, right? right? And, and is there like an eminent domain? And, um, you know, what if it's, uh, you know, can you buy the, the address of, of your neighbor across the street that you don't get along with and put stuff in his yard, right. you know? Um, and, you know, they, you know, they talk about in the article about like virtual squatters and, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's pretty interesting. And, but the, the, I still go back to the, uh, uh, Moxie Marlin Spike article uh, where he he goes through like NFTs and all that. And I think it was his article that, you know, it's like the the problem with cryptocurrencies is that um, even though there's scarcity, like there are only so many, you know, Bitcoins that are minted, somebody can also make another cryptocurrency. So you can have an infinite number of finite cryptocurrencies. Yes. And, and, And in the same case here, you can have a infinite number of finite latitude and longitude layers. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so like, I could also imagine like you, you could have like, um, you know, the Google experience or you switch it to the Microsoft experience and, you know, you're getting um, different value from those providers and um, those, uh, but the ads that you're going to see are geolocated based on that particular owner of that um that layer of augmented reality you're looking at yes right right well it's the same kind of economic problem as we have with uh top level domains on the internet right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. So there's you know gunner.my gunner.edu gunner.org gunner.com and once the uh there was this kind of like cambrian explosion of top level domains that became available right mm-hmm. um and your instinct is to go squat on all of them to make sure that nobody can pretend to be you. Yes. Um, but Plant your flag. To, yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, as it turns out that most of them are, don't have a whole lot of value. Right. And right. Uh, unless the, unless the audience for such a thing is consolidated on a small number of useful platforms, um, your investment in any particular quote unquote land is going to be uh, kind of, not super impactful, right? Until there's a, until there's a huge consolidation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and think of, I wonder how they do it. Like the, like the bigger companies, like say like a Microsoft, right? Do they buy Microsoft dot every top level domain or do they wait for somebody to buy it and then serve them with legal papers? 
to oh, I think it's it. much cheaper to much cheaper to go the second way, right? I don't know. I don't know. And and you know, because there's like it's a lot of chasing that you got to do. And if it's only ten bucks a domain name, maybe it's okay. Um, but you know, but you're going to have you know whether it's domain names or every social media service that is out there, you you can't get them all right. And so then what happens if you know Google buys the latitude and longitude for Microsoft and Redmond? You know, and then right. will that and and are they what what are they um, are they in, they're, they're not infringing copyright, right? Because it's it's just a set of numbers, and so what would be the legal grounds for you know saying that you know you cannot buy this latitude and longitude because it belongs to our property, right? And whatever regime you have in place to kind of allocate parcels in mm-hmm. your particular version of AR, there's going to be another group that doesn't like those rules and they're going to fork and they're going to go create another experience, right? Like yep. there has to be something uh, binding people to one kind of consensual experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like dot .com, yeah. right? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. And then, so people, you know, you can check out uh, how much, uh, and you could also see if somebody bought your address um, you, the super world is one of the many places, uh, it's, it's a nice interface. It's like a Google maps like interface where you could zoom in, scroll around, see what's, uh, bought in your neighborhood. Like in Cleveland, some people bought a whole bunch of areas in the, um, like the restaurant districts and the entertainment districts and the, the football stadium and, and things like that. Um, but, and then there's like a random person that bought a house and, or, or they bought the latitude and longitude for where their house is, which is kind of interesting. Um, but it's like uh, $160 or something like that to buy like uh, like the the least lowest cost um, item uh, as a list right. price. Right. Man. What a racket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. For sure. Yeah. So, all right, that's all I got. Um, so if, if uh, people need to order, if they're running out of placebos uh, and they need to order more um, or they, they want to, you know, go all in with the Broncos, uh, where, where should we send them? Yeah, they should go to a dgshow.org. That's a D as in Dave, G as in Gunner, show.org. Awesome. All right, Gunner. Well, hey, uh, thanks. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.